You're listening to episode three of The STEM Space. Today we'll be diving into the topic of distance learning and how you can use icebreakers, games, and online tools to engage and build relationships with your students. Welcome to The STEM Space, hosted by Vivify co-founders Claire and Natasha. Two aerospace engineers turned educators, sharing our passion for all things STEM. Check us out at vivifystem.com. So Natasha, this year has been a really weird one, and we're trying to plan as teachers for the fall. I know that for myself, we went on spring break and then didn't come back and had to figure out the whole distance learning thing on the fly. And now we need to figure out what are we going to do? What's our game plan for the fall? And talk about distance learning, or maybe there's going to be hybrid teaching. Maybe we're going to be in person. So what are your thoughts on this? Well, 2020 has been quite a year. I was very excited in the beginning. We had launched um, all of our space club programming. The students were in the middle of designing a colony on the moon. It was going to be this big competition. And like you said, spring break, and then we never went back. And so us, like all those other teachers, scrambled to find solutions for distance learning. And all of a sudden, STEM programming that's meant to be in-person, building, communicating, collaborating, suddenly got pushed to this virtual environment, the same for every subject. And so we've learned a lot, at least I have, in transitioning our programs into a virtual environment. And now I think is the time to think about the fall and what it's going to look like. A lot of uncertainties and how do we plan and how do we prepare? It's a big unknown, but at least we can have some strategies and lessons learned from the spring. Yeah, I agree. And I think no matter what is going to happen, I think we should plan on having some sort of toolkit in our back pocket on what to do for distance learning because it might be inevitable and we might start off in person and we may have to do distance learning. So I think that's something that we should plan for as teachers. And one of those ways that we can plan is just to really focus on what is the impact to our students when we're talking about distance learning? What does distance learning and them not being with us in person, what does that do to kids? Right. That has been difficult to watch our students who were in the classroom. We built relationships. They have the social interactions with peers. And now they're at home learning with this computer screen or on their phone isolated. And I feel that it's those relationships, mental health issues, losing out on building up important SEL or social emotional learning skills. That's what's taking the biggest hit. There are ways, you know, to deliver science content and math content, but we've got to remember that our students need those connections with us. In order for them to learn to succeed, we've got to maintain those relationships. And reflecting back on what worked in the spring and what we can do moving forward is keeping that relationship as a focus on how we can maintain our classroom culture in this new weird environment. Absolutely. Yeah, those relationship skills are so vital in STEM and across the board in school. You mentioned social emotional learning, and that's something that's been a big push now in talking about how our school is going to address that. We're not going to talk about that uh, in depth in this podcast, but I do want to point our listeners to a recent blog post that we did that I'm going to link in the show notes on social emotional learning and ways that you can address each of those. And um, just to list them real quick, those social emotional cognitive and behavioral 
competencies are self-awareness, social management, social awareness, responsible decision-making, and relationship skills. And we're going to elaborate on relationship skills some today. But to find out more about the social-emotional learning, you can head out to our blog and also listen up for an upcoming podcast episode on Trina Debery's One Tired Teacher podcast. I just spoke with her and it's going to be airing soon about social emotional learning and STEM. So relationship skills, that is so vital and something that is going to be really difficult to do when we're not in person, but are there ways that we can address relationships, build those relationships when we're doing distance learning? I know for myself, a lot of the teachers in my district, when they were doing distance learning in the spring, it was asynchronous which means the teacher would assign something on Google Classroom or Seesaw, some of the tools you can use, and the students would complete it on their own time at home. But that lost that connection. We were no longer directly communicating with our students. And that's something I want to change for the fall, is doing more classes where we're live, where we're talking directly with our students and getting that feedback and building those relationships. Awesome. So, Yes, I think live is so vitally important to be able to see your face and interact with them. And I think building those relationships we've talked about in our previous episode on STEM careers, one way you can do that is through something called Student Sparks. And that's when you are connecting to what kids' passions are. Their spark is their passion or what their hobby is, what gets them excited. Sparks are something that we've done in our in-person programming before where we get to create things that the kids display about what they're interested in. Are there ways that they can do that even in a live Zoom session or using distance learning? Right. And in the last episode, we brought up Sparks as a way to connect to STEM careers. And it's definitely a tool that we can use in distance learning. One of the ways that I plan on using it is through a simple show and tell. So having students decide on their spark, whether it's football or music or animals, and then showing something, maybe it's just their football and they can talk about a game they recently had or playing an instrument, like a little mini talent show, a way to showcase the students and get to know them on a different level, I think is a great way to integrate sparks. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think it doesn't just build those relationships between the student and the teacher, but a lot of the times, especially with elementary students, their parents will be there too, and they get to know you a lot more. And building that relationship between the teacher and the families is really great to build up that support and that community for your whole school, really. So a lot of these sparks kind of work as icebreakers as well. So when you're going back to school as a way to kind of break the ice and get the whole class using collaboration and communication skills more. So what other icebreaker activities could we do with distance learning? One of the most fun activities that I'm trying out is called Zoom In. And you can also do this with a guest speaker. If you're bringing in someone in industry or connects to your topic that you're learning, have them talk about what they're interested in, their personal spark, or this could be a way to introduce what they're gonna be presenting on. So the zoom in game, you bring a photo. I love rockets, that's my spark. And so I could have a picture of a rocket, but I zoom in really small so you really can't tell what it is. And then the students have to guess what they think the object is. And you slowly zoom out, they keep guessing until they finally figured out and you reveal the full image. 
So that's something interactive and engaging as a way to do an icebreaker, have some fun. There's a lot of different games. You could have the students play 20 questions where they ask each other yes or no questions to guess the student's part. You can use some other tools that are available for free online, like Kahoot allows you to do polls or quizzes. And so the students could be, um, you could ask them, you know, who loves football? Who loves playing the piano? And you could have a live poll. So the students aren't just sitting there and watching you lecture and talk. I found it's really important to have them engage in this live session, whether it's interactive polls, doing a show and tell, or even a scavenger hunt, asking them, go find an insulator. And they go run around their house and bring you an object um, that's related to the topic. So those are little tricks that you're not in the classroom in front of them, but they can at least engage and interact. And it's not just a pre-recorded video of you lecturing. I love that. Yeah, kids will love that too. One thing that I saw that another teacher recommended doing is even on Zoom, you know how you can pick your background, is having the kids even design or pick their own background that displays their spark uh, for their Zoom meeting. So for example, if you have a kid that's interested in football, it could look like they're on a football field or maybe you would have one at a rocket launch. And so that would be a really fun way for the whole class to see what their other peers are interested in and just kind of break the ice that way. And we actually ask teachers, we have the STEM space, it's a Facebook group of educators. And I asked them, what did you use in the spring that really engaged students in distance learning? So if you're interested in hearing more of these games and icebreakers, we have a blog post, we'll put it in the show notes, and there's 50 different ideas for you that have been tested by teachers, several that I've tried, and I'm excited to try more in the fall. I love reaching out to the teacher group you just mentioned. The STEM Space Facebook group is a great resource to reach out to other educators and see what they're doing. It's been a big help to me as I plan for the fall as well. So another thing is that we're talking about live, right? We're talking about how when you're doing distance learning, hopefully you're able to show up live and talk to your kids and interact with them and play these games to boost engagement. But what about the times when you cannot be live? There's a lot of opportunities where there's so many kids in um, certain families or in your classrooms or schedules don't work out well to where being live is not really a possibility. So what are some tools or ideas when you can't go live to make distance learning effective? One that I'm using right now for a summer program is called Flipgrid which is this online platform. It's free, it's accessible to any student via phone or computer. And basically you set up a topic board for your class. I'm using this as an engineering design challenge. So we are currently working on roller coasters and I have the students watch a video. We do a live Zoom class to talk about it. And then they go off on their own and they design and build a roller coaster. But then they can use their phone to take a video of it so they can show me their roller coaster in action talk about what worked, the science of the roller coaster, and then they post it to the class topic board. It's a safe environment because as an educator, I can moderate these posts, I can interact with them, I can give them comments, I can even grade it. There's a rubric that's pre-installed if you want to use. And I think that's a great way to build that culture of with students. They're not in there in class live, but they're able to see, hey, I'm not by myself building this random device. There's other students they're also working on it. So I really recommend Flipgrid for educators to check out. That's awesome. And I think that really boosts that 
kind of community or that classroom culture of them being able to share their experiences with each other and see how other kids are motivated and will get them motivated too. So you mentioned about the roller coaster activity and that reminded me that we have these free videos on our website, the STEM Space at Home videos that have been a really great resource for my school. And I know you've used them in your programming, Natasha, for students to see an engineering design challenge that they can do at home with materials that are in their house already. There's instructions given by an engineer and they talk about a STEM career and the science behind what's going on with this engineering design challenge. And so that is a great way too, if you cannot be live, to be able to send these videos to them to present a STEM challenge that they can complete at home. So We'll drop a link to those resources in the show notes as well. And we have a really exciting episode that just launched. It's with a company called Texas Biomedical Research Institute in San Antonio, Texas. And we interviewed a virologist, someone who's working on the current COVID-19 uh, pandemic crisis, and she's helping develop a vaccine. We interview her. She gives us the science behind viruses. And then we present an engineering design challenge that's related to that problem. This is a great way to do some current events, get some STEM career connections in there, and I highly recommend that. We're doing that challenge next week, so I'm excited to see what the students come up with. That is so awesome, and I think that'll be really helpful for kids as they kind of process everything that's going on, but be able to see what's really going on besides the news, see how they can be a part of the solution. Right. I completely agree. We've talked a lot about how to do things live or how to send things to students when you cannot be live. One of the big things that they're missing out in distance learning is collaboration. And so whether you're live or not, how do we get students to collaborate in a distance learning environment? Or even if they're in person and cannot share materials? That's definitely a challenge, and I've seen a lot of educators bring that up, struggling to bring in communication and collaboration. It's a critical stage one STEM skill. One of the activities that we've created is called the Robot Tool Challenge. It's partly an intro to coding, but it also teaches important communication and collaboration skills. The setup is one of the students is Mission Control in Houston. So their, their job is to talk to the astronauts on the International Space Station. And they have a partner who's Robonaut, who's this robotic astronaut. And they have to code Robonaut to design or to build a tool that's critical for their mission. The way this looks in distance learning is you can have students be in breakout rooms, say on a Zoom session, or you can have the students post a video on Flipgrid. The first student will build a tool. You can use Legos, you can use something called Zoob, any materials they have. But what's important is both students need the same materials because they're going to build the same tool. The partner one who is mission control comes up with a set of commands on how to build this device. And then they give those commands to partner two, which is Robonaut, and they try to recreate that. So if you're using Flipgrid, the student can post a video without showing the tool, but just giving verbal commands. And then other students will try to build it using those instructions and post responses to that video to see how close they can get. And you can allow them to recreate their original video, improving the set of instructions that they sent to Robonaut. This is perfect for social distancing in the classroom, because we actually, uh, when we do it in our classroom, we have barriers, we have dividers between the two students. 
and they have to be set apart. They can't see what the other person's working on. So it's actually a perfect activity for now that we have to be physically distant. That's amazing. Yeah, that really is going to be super useful, regardless of what we end up doing in the fall. I love these type of icebreakers. Are there more icebreakers like this that you've done in the classroom or that you plan on doing for distance learning? Yes, there's lots of different activities that we've collected. So I definitely recommend checking out the blog post. If you're wanting more detailed activity instruction guide, we created this big icebreaker bundle that has 50 different activities that you can do both in person and via distance learning. So definitely check it out. I love that. So another thing that I saw today actually with other teachers that were talking about distance learning is when you're talking about tools that you use, you've mentioned Flipgrid. Uh, we've talked about Zoom. Well, one of the things that I think was a big struggle when we went into this crisis homeschooling kind of thing that happened in March is that a lot of these kids and teachers weren't prepared to use these tools. So one tip that I saw was even if you're going to be going back in person is to be able to use these things like Flipgrid in person in the classroom and train the kids before we have to end up going distance learning again. There's more tools like that that we would recommend that you can also see in the blog posts that we're linking below. So Seesaw, Flipgrid, Zoom, we've talked about Kahoot, and I'm sure there are many more that we've listed that you can go check out. Right, and honestly, a lot of districts are moving one-to-one -one devices, and these are perfect tools to use in the classroom. A lot of educators use Flipgrid, even in a traditional classroom setting, as a way for students to record their ideas, reflect on the design process. I completely agree. Let's test these tools out when the kids are in front of us in person. We can troubleshoot them. And that makes it a lot easier to transition to remote learning. So as we prepare for the fall, what I plan on doing is preparing for both being in person and being remote. If we really don't know what's going to happen, schools might open, they might close back down. And I hope you find that these different tools, these games, these strategies will help you maintain relationships with your students, whatever the classroom environment looks like, and that we don't forget that that relationship is the critical foundation that students will build academic success. They're, they need a way to get engaged, to want to learn, and that's been something missing in this transition to distance learning. So I hope that you find these strategies useful. And follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll continue to share more ideas as well as in the STEM Space Facebook group with other educators on how we can help build these relationships and foster this learning environment no matter what way we go in the fall. And until then, we'll talk to you next time.